Swanson to first. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are Super Bowl 55 champions, led by Tom Brady. The long wait has ended after a half century. The Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions once again. And Lightning has struck twice. And the Tampa Bay Lightning are back-to-back Stanley Cup champions. Boys, boys, we're back. <laughs> hey, I haven't hey, seen boys. you in years. <laughs> How have you been? Good. How was everybody's holiday? Happy New Year! <laughs> yeah, mine was good. I ate, I slept. My two favorite things. It's a regular day for you, Rashad. <laughs> That's no different than any other day. <laughs> That's true. Is that what the holidays are for you? Like <laughs> The holidays are 365 <laughs> days a year for John Rashad. Yeah, he just... For for just those two weeks though, he just wears a Santa hat instead. That's the that's the only difference. <laughs> grow the beard, or grow a white beard, so I look like Santa. It's all yeah. It's all there good. you go. <laughs> that's fantastic. Well, it's, it's episode ninety one. It's the Sergey Fedorov episode of for future considerations. Why his number is not retired in Detroit is beyond me, but you can take the Steven Stamkos one if you want to for number 91. For future considerations, Matt, John, and Manny, back to bother you again in 2022. (laughs) Happy New Year! It's been a year since we've done this, boys. Yeah, a long time. Hey, should Fedorov be part of the Iser plant? Like... Should he hire him for some job in the Red Wings you organization? I, I, I think Sergey is – I'm under this conspiracy theory that Sergey's always been employed by the Red Wings. He's just like kind of around and you see him a little bit here and there, but he's not really affiliated with much. And But we still find all of these great European players and everything. I, I, think, he's, I think he's always been. He might be, uh, he might be kind of uh, under undercover, but – He's he's part of the Iser plan for sure. So he's a Ooh, scout. How can he not be? Look, look. Uh, w- one of every three players of the World Juniors was a part of the Iser plan. So it's <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good odds you're going to be a Red Wing at some point. You might have two nominees for the Calder in the NHL, right? Uh, I would assume so. Between Raymond and Cider, Raymond and Cider, and. I'm a Zgross at this point. I'm sure we'll uh, we'll split the vote. That's going to be the hard thing. You're going to have two guys from the same team that uh, they're going to split, and uh, they're going to give it to Zgross. So you're feeling pretty good about that. Has Bruce Boudreaux lost a game yet in Vancouver? Uh, they lost one in overtime, or it was an overtime or a shootout. After a shootout, they lost. Of course, that was the game. You still I get points for that, though. Yeah, you do. You still get you a point. St- you still get points for that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they. Uh, I don't think they've gone a single game without getting at least a point since he arrived. And uh, of course, though, the game they don't win outright is the game I watched. <laughs> so my good luck charm. <laughs> well, there it is. <laughs> yep. <laughs> There's nice the answer. S- nice to see you haven't changed your pessimism. No, nope, that's right. I will say though, yeah. that defense is playing so much better. It's amazing that they haven't changed the personnel very much. They've juggled the lines a little bit, and then all of a sudden, this team has just found lightning in a bottle. It's crazy. Yeah, 
I know Vancouver. Vancouver's on a roll, just outside the playoff picture. The Red Wings are just outside the playoff picture, and the Montreal Canadiens are just outside of well being the worst team of hockey. So yeah. that's uh, that's pretty good too. Shane Wright sweepstakes, baby. Uh, <laughs> if if somehow the if somehow the Red Wings end up with one of the worst seasons in history and pick fourth, and Montreal goes to the Stanley Cup Finals, and the next year gets Shane Wright, I'm not watching the NHL anymore. You know it's going to happen. We'll of be talking. It's happen. We'll be talking about this in June. Yeah, when Montreal will win the draft lottery in whatever which way it is, uh huh. And Shane Lerite will be uh, <laughs> headed to Montreal with Daniel Briere as the general manager. Well, you know what? The, you Could know what that great. means, though. That means we'll get some uh, this summer. We'll get NHL rants instead of MLB rants all summer. Yeah, sure. I will change it up. You get a, it's a potpourri on this show. It doesn't, you never know what you're going to get. Matt's an equal opportunity debater. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I complain about everything. There's nothing yeah. I don't complain about. Come on now. This is not only our first show of 2022, but it is our first show of the week. That's right. We do have a second episode that will drop this week, of course, Friday, the OT. This time we'll take a look back at the best sports stories of 2021, which there are many for sure. First, though, on this show, we want to debate, and that's what we'll focus on in this episode as I dip into the listener mailbag. We have some great questions, and I've come up with some myself. So let's start with hockey and the Edmonton Oilers. There is not a lot going right for the Edmonton Oilers right now. The Oilers were one of the best teams in the NHL before December, but since the calendar flipped to December, they only have three wins in their last 13 games. Guys, is it time for the Oilers to become the latest team to fire their coach? You know, we mentioned Bruce Boudreau, and uh, that that makes things interesting in, in what he's been able to do with that team. I wouldn't put Vancouver at Edmonton in the same category as far as just talent on, on paper. I mean, Vancouver ultimately may have more depth than what these Edmonton Oilers are. This is, this is not a good team. Uh, it's not going to fall on Ken Holland, so... Obviously, it would be Dave Tippett would be the the one that's going to be the fall guy for this. And maybe seeing the success that Bruce Boudreaux has had uh, kind of lights a fire in Edmonton, too, and saying maybe we just, you know, bring in somebody else that that might be able to uh, uh, to light a fire under these guys and, and turn things around. I'm still hesitant to do it because as much as it's been a bit of a free fall, they're still in a pretty good spot as well. Um, it would be a little bit early for me to do it, but it wouldn't surprise me if it comes. Yeah. I, I think it's a bit early too. I agree with you. Um, usually I'm a pretty big knee jerk guy and a bit of a temper and get impatient, but yeah, I think they better, they better wait a little bit longer before they pull the trigger on something like that. Uh, this might be a spot where Mike Babcock returns to the NHL. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to throw Ken Holland. Yeah, I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, and you look at the teams that have made a coaching change, including your Vancouver Canucks. Since the coaching changes, all those teams, every single one of them, is playing above 500 hockey. So maybe there's something to be said about that. Listen, I, I actually kind of agree with you guys. If anything, I think they need a goalie. Mike Smith uh, is hurt or hasn't been able to play, and Koskinen is not the answer. Watched him the other night against uh, 
the Rangers, and he did not look very good at all. Uh, and the Oilers are giving up more goals uh, per game than they did before December. I look at their last few games, you know, you give up four to the Rangers, three to the Islanders, six to New Jersey, like four to St. Louis, like five to Toronto. Like, you know, they need to they need to do something in goal and they need to make a move in goal to shore up that back end. Um, I, you know, do they have other holes elsewhere in the lineup? Yes, they can always use another top six forward. They can always use another defenseman. But I think goaltending is going to be the biggest issue, which I think we all agreed at the beginning of the season was the Edmonton Oilers were going to go as far as the goalies took them. But you can't yeah, for sure. You you can't fire twenty guys, right? So, you know, the seat's pretty hot for Dave Tippett. It's got to be, and and you look at the you know the, we talked about the defense here as well. I mean, Cody Cece's a minus seven, Barry's a minus seven. There's uh, um, and who was the other one that I was looking at here? Even though it was a forward, Derek Ryan is a minus thirteen. I mean, this I think even in the last little bit here, and you always kind of find out about guys and find out about things with your team when you go through slumps like this and it's again just another shining light that the Edmonton Oilers are not deep they just have extremely talented players in the positions of need at the top of their forward line but outside of that I mean Evan Bouchard's had a pretty good year as well this year on D but I mean other than that it is a dry, dry barn there, and there's not a lot of even middle-of-the-road guys. It's the best guys on the planet, and then everybody else. They're pretty top-heavy, right? Extremely. Speaking of hockey, I saw that uh, uh, John Rashad was commenting on our Facebook page about the Winter Classic. Oh, John, do you want to repeat what you said about the Winter Classic? <laughs> yeah, we posted the clip of um, the Winter Classic, and I had to admit, I'm like, oh, that was yesterday. Oops. <laughs> I totally missed it. It was not even such on my a, radar. He had such a great holiday <laughs> eating and sleeping yeah. that he didn't even know there was a Winter Classic. You know, he just forgets about it, whatever else is going on every day. Here's you know, the, the NHL. God bless them. I don't uh, – I like the Winter Classic idea. We've talked about the art, outdoor games before. It's way too much. One a year, it's great. But only the NHL – again, and I saw this this tweet from um, – I forget who it was. I, I believe it was the, the super agent. What was his name? Alan uh, – Walsh. Uh, whatever his last name is. Yeah, yeah, Alan Walsh. It says only the NHL on their biggest day, which is New Year's Day, has other games scheduled at the same time as the outdoor classic there were there were three games at seven o'clock that night in the nhl and then there was two games that were late like 10 o'clock starts so like (laughs) this is your day you don't either everybody plays and you don't do anything special or you gotta at least highlight your biggest event of the year there were 10 games that day 10 games that day 10 games yeah yeah, uh, and there like, wasn't. There was, I think, one. I, I forget what the number was, but there was one or two late basketball games 
obviously no football games other than college if that's what you were watching but like this was the nhl's big day and they even double booked their biggest time slot of the season granted tnt did announce tuesday that they had 1.4 million viewers for the game so that's pretty Mm -hmm. impressive really Uh, good uh, which is great to see and i love that the blues showed up and walked off the bus in Hawaiian clothes, like shorts and Hawaiian gear. I thought that was fantastic. It was great. It was great. (laughs) Yeah, it was great. They're the coldest game ever. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, We also have a question from David in Tilsonburg, who sent us an email and said he really loved the interview with Tony Ferrari from the Hockey News that previewed the World Juniors. David wants to know who we blame for the tournament being canceled before the medal round even began. And do we think this tournament could be held in the summer, as some some people have suggested? Well, if there's any blame here, it's the IIHF um, for not creating the same bubble as it did last year, where they were able to host this World Junior Tournament and get through an entire tournament without any major issues. They didn't have a tightly secure bubble this time around. Uh, Players were allowed to mingle with the public at hotels. There were weddings taking place in the same hotel as players. Apparently, if you believe some of the reports out there as well, that some of the players uh, weren't even wearing their masks as they were supposed to when they were outside of their hotel rooms. And it was pretty loosey-goosey. So the fact that a number of players tested positive and games were canceled shouldn't have been a shock to anyone because of the loosey-goosey rules. I blame the IIHF for not putting rules in place to ensure that the tournament could be held without any issues. I agree with you completely. And when it's only in two cities, like I get it when um, you have 30 teams and you're trying to create bubbles and getting all those people in and out and uh, get food delivered to everybody. But when you have everybody in two cities, you can pretty tightly control that already. I mean, you just, you lock it down like you did the year before, dig out the same blueprint. And um, yeah, this should not have been canceled. They should have seen this coming or at least just taken the precautions and said, you know what, let's just do exactly what we did last year. And then this, this tournament could have gone off without a hitch. It's their biggest money-making tournament of the year. It finances all of their other tournaments and they had to cancel a bunch of other tournaments on their schedule because this one got canceled. And and I think and I, I agree as well wholeheartedly. I don't think it's possible to put blame on somebody else. I mean, you can blame the, the, the kids or the teams for not, you know, being tighter, but when you're in a position like that and you're riding the elevator with just about anybody, uh, there's, there's only so much you can do, right? I think for me, the frustrating thing that comes out of this, and, and you guys were kind of alluding to that uh, as well, is this was this tournament was held in the same place the year before. So you've not, you've not only done this already; it's the same place, the same cities for this to be in place. So, you know, this wasn't in in Osk, Russia, or this wasn't in Czech, uh, Chechnya or whatever you want to call it this Czechia year. Czechia now? Like, they didn't, they didn't <laughs> go from the Stockholm, Sweden to Edmonton, Red Deer. That's where it was the year before when it went off perfectly fine. And I've been in Edmonton and Red Deer. There's no shortage of hotels there. 
So you should be able to find accommodation easily. Sure. I think David asked whether the tournament could be held in the summer. The Memorial Cup is scheduled to begin June 4th. So when are you going to hold this World Junior Tournament? Before June 4th? When the teams are competing in the playoffs? You think teams are going to let their players go play in the World Juniors while they're trying to get to their league championship in the Memorial Cup? Like it would have to be towards the end of June. Could they pull it off then? And then after the Memorial Cup and after a long OHL season, if things uh, stretch out here, if we have this big long pause that may continue for a while, you might have guys that are banged up and injured and wanting to recoup, and then they've got to go play another tournament. When do they get the downtime? They're going to come into the fall and not be rested. And those guys are coming into their draft years, right? A lot of these guys that we're really looking to see, right, that are really using this as a showcase, like this is this is their draft year. So they're not even going to have a break in the summer. They're going to go to rookie camps. They're going to be uh, at different training facilities uh, and different programs and getting used to a new team and, and relocation and all that stuff. It's not going to happen. It, there's This was their shot and they blew it. It's unfortunate, too, because you feel for a lot of guys like like Will Cooley, who will never get another chance. We had him on the show, and he, he talked about how he was really looking forward to making Team Canada and playing in the tournament, a tournament that he watched as a kid. He's not the only one. You feel for guys that way. Thanks for the question, David. Good question. Can you believe what we just saw? This is incredible. You know, guys, I got to be honest. I have goosebumps. Unbelievable. And now it's time for our play of the week. We're starting the year of 2022 with a no-doubter. Here is a fake punt and the throw. Well, that's the David Tyree helmet catch. Yeah, he caught the ball. Jonathan Ward of the Arizona Cardinals makes an unbelievable catch to complete a fake punt against Dallas on Sunday, holding the ball against the helmet of a Cowboys player. That's similar to the Super Bowl catch, the David Tyree Super Bowl catch. that was the David Tyree, yeah. That was an Unbelievable play. Our play of the week is brought to you by London Awnings, quality that shows. Speaking of football, there was some drama in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers-New York Jets game when Antonio Brown quit on the box in the middle of the game. Guys, very odd situation. Antonio Brown boiled over, very upset on the sideline, took off his shoulder pads. Mike Evans, O.J. Howard trying to convince him to keep them on. Obviously, they were unable to do so. He tossed his shoulder pads, tripped off his shirt and glove, threw those into the crowd, then ran across the field while the teams were still on the field, giving the crowd a peace-out sign. Since that incident, Bucks coach Bruce Ahrens confirms that Antonio Brown is no longer with the team. Easy question here. Is Brown's career in the NFL over? No, it's not. What? Somebody's going somebody's gonna to do it. The NFL is the most ridiculous league for not just second chances, but ninth chances, but 22nd chances. They're the, they're the most ridiculous and and embarrassing ex-boyfriend that just keeps coming back for more maybe she'll change this this time it might work he's gonna get a deal he's gonna sign with somebody it's obviously not gonna be this year that we got one week left but he'll be on somebody's roster next year no way john do you think so no no i don't think so i think he's done i think he's done Matt Dumichel, if somebody signs Antonio Brown, I'm going to get a Montreal Alouettes tattoo somewhere on my body. (laughs) (laughs) 
we're Facebook Live in that. <laughs> just, that's, yeah. just to make up for that CFL debacle for debate we're doing from a last live year. Broadcast at a restaurant somewhere. <laughs> Uh, at the tattoo parlor of your choice with some guy that looks like Post Malone Um, Antonio Brown needed eight more catches to unlock a $333,000 bonus he needed just 55 receiving yards to unlock another $333,000 bonus and he just needed one more receiving touchdown to unlock another $333,000 bonus. He left a million dollars on the table by walking out of a game. Playing with the best quarterback of all time. Against one of the worst teams in the league. You think Tom Brady, and in the comments that Tom Brady makes afterwards about him as a person and and being concerned with him, you think Tom Brady didn't know that there was $333,000 left in there when they were inside the red zone that Antonio Brown could draw a quick cash in by by tossing him an out route somewhere? Tom Brady knew that 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 ball was going to him the next drive inside the the 15-yard line. Tom was probably looking for him and said, wait a second, I'm trying to to get you free money here. Where Where are you going the guy who scored the winning touchdown i haven't even heard of him before <laughs> brady that put was it supposed in his, to be him that yeah, was brady put it AB. in his lap and that was supposed Brown. to be a b you know i know we're I whether we're going to talk about him or not but uh ben roethlisberger uh somebody had uh had tweeted out uh, i saw after his game as he's basically announced his retirement and uh, and getting ready to pack in man he dealt with some weird ass people in pittsburgh didn't he <laughs> Yes, he did. He, he had some weird people come across his path. Well, Le'Veon Bell, his Antonio Brown, Juju, Juju, yeah, yeah. When oh, your teammates man. are weirder than the fans, that's saying something. How sad is Washington? Like that's just their stadium is falling apart. Oh my god! As fans but, fall through the gates. You know, my my six year old and I did a craft today, and I used a glue gun that I think uh, had a little bit extra strength to it compared to the railings at, at that stadium. Washington, just a debacle of a team, a debacle of a stadium. Are you ready? And now it's time for rapid fire, where we try to move through some questions in quick succession. The Raiders will play the Chargers this Sunday in the NFL, and the winner advances to the playoffs. Who you guys got? Chargers. <laughs> Quick, next question. Let's go. Oh, man. Turn that's hilarious. What's the line on that? They moved it to Sunday night. Chargers by two it's and a half. Two and a half, yeah. Listen, Justin Herbert looks really, really good. But I know we have a dedicated listener in Kiefer who's a big Raiders fan. If I don't say Raiders, I'm going to get eaten alive here. So uh, it's in Las Vegas. I'll go with the home team. How's that? It's it's in Vegas. Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs, Hunter Renfro, been great. You know what's interesting about the Raiders? They're 4-4 four and four at home. Yeah, they're a better road team. They're a better road team. And the Chargers are four and three. Not exactly great. Raiders are coming in having won three in a row. Give me the Chargers on the road. (laughs) (laughs) 
With one game remaining in the season, Cooper Cup of the LA Rams has a chance to break the single season record for receiving yards for catches, but Cup says there should be an asterisk because it wouldn't seem right to break records in a 17-game season instead of a 16-game season. Should there be an asterisk? No. No, like people have passed Babe Ruth's records, right? There's not an asterisk next to next to those records, are there? They played more hockey games. Hockey records are broken in a season. They've played more basketball games in a season. Records are broken. There's no ex- extra star there. Baseball, basketball, football. Cooper Cup, I it's nice of him to suggest there should be an asterisk, but I don't think there should be. Oh, it bothers me you said that because I was <laughs> I was really excited to disagree. Really thought that there was a great opportunity there. No, it's right. I mean, we're still looking at records from the NHL when there were six teams. Yeah. We're still looking at baseball records where three-toe Johnson is the, the record <laughs> who played for the White Sox in the 1908. <laughs> you know, we're if he has the if he has the record for most receiving yards and for most catches yeah that that's the most right i mean that, there's there's not a whole heck of a lot that you can do outside of of that i mean if you want to average those out and see what his average yards were per game and see what what that would have been in 16 games and compare it to 17 games and maybe now you got too much time on your hands now yeah. you now you need a now you need a, a lady friend or something no he's <laughs> he's the highest he's ha- gonna have the most receiving yards he's gonna have the most catches we're gonna see records fall like crazy in the in the NFL in the next couple of years as they as they go through this but the, this is he had the most ever it, it doesn't really matter how many teams or how many games it's the most I'm surprised that it, this is like that this is the record that's going to be broken and you know for some of these records too I mean the 2,000 rushing yards in the NFL like there's some sacred things that the uh, the NFL has as far as uh, as far as their records will you look at a 2,000 yard receiver a little bit different if we're playing an extra week maybe but you also have to consider the fact that this is really the one of the most violent games that there are in, in any sort of professional sport i mean for cooper cup to be able to stay healthy for another week to continue to have that kind of impact uh, impact to have the spotlight on him that t- defenses have to to plan for him and to get through a full season and to get to those records i think that's in some ways even more admirable with that sport in particular and i don't think it changes our perception of players like you know barry sanders is still one of the greatest running backs of all time jim brown may be the greatest running back ever he didn't play 17 games in a season right so i don't think it changes our perception of the best players of all time the washington football team will announce a new team name on february 2nd and the rumor is it'll be the admirals thumbs up or thumbs down guys I'm just worried about the gates. Can they not fix the gates so fans aren't falling out of the their seats on top of the quarterbacks? <laughs> I don't care. The Admirals. Do you, do you see how they bungled this? Apparently somebody typed in Washington Admirals and the website took them to the Washington football team website. Come and that's on. how it was leaked. 
Wow, that's just a cluster. Uh, That's just a cluster. We waited two years for you to name your team, and you can't even do that right. Yeah, and you—that's the admirals. That's the admiral way. That's what you're going to (laughs) be. Hashtag admiral way. (laughs) Oh my god, it's just a cluster. It's a cluster. To, To me, and any normal human being, it all comes down to the logo. If this logo looks good, I'll take Admirals. If it looks like the Cleveland Guardians and uh, the Angels in the outfield with the, the C's, <laughs> like wings on a baseball that look like they should be playing in, in Lacoste Park in, uh, in Tecumseh, Ontario, then, it, then it's terrible. So I don't care about the name. I, I know the Admirals. They're a beautiful town in Amherstburg, Ontario. I think they probably have that name copyrighted. They might want to check on it. <laughs> but... but <laughs> <laughs> but if the logo looks good, then the name looks good. I it's, can buy that. And, and it's I'll buy that be for a dollar. Than, it's got to be better than just a W. So, what go about the Washington Monuments? <laughs> yeah, that's. I like the the monuments, the senators. Uh, there's there's some decent names. I would have I would have liked it, to, and I know they're going to tie uh, how they tie it in. But I'd like a little more of just like something original that that can be for Washington itself, right? But. I mean, admirals. There's there's a few teams out there. I can name three of them right now that are the admirals. It's not really unique. Dennis from London sent us a long email about the death of John Madden and the impact he had on the game of football. Thank you, Dennis, for that email. So, guys, give me one word to fill in the blank. John Madden was. John Madden was influential. I don't think there was anyone more influential to the game of football than John Madden. He drafted by the Philadelphia Eagles, by the way, uh, became a Hall of Fame coach, became a Hall of Fame broadcaster that really helped grow the game because the way he was broadcasting the game, he dumbed it down. He was really easy to understand, made the everyday Joe Love the game of football, become a game of football. And then he introduced millions of people to the game, young fans, through his video game. He was influential. Yeah, uh, I think that's that's a great name, uh, or that's a that's a great word for it. And Dennis, thanks for the email. Like, I feel like you were his nephew or something like that. Like that was uh, that was a great that was a great email and a great and great stories uh, from from your memories. And, and I think that's you know that that alludes to to Bandy as well. I think that uh, I if anything, the youth gets a bit of a a miss on knowing what John Madden was and the broadcaster and the the player and, and all the front office work and such because they know him from the video game because they know him from Frey Caliendo's unbelievable performance as John Madden all the time. They think he's a caricature. My my word is John Madden was football. He was. He, he did all of the – basically any position you can think of in the game of football and did it at that time when he was doing it as good or better than anyone else. I mean, he he's the king in in so much of that game. Yeah, I was going to say legendary, same type of thing. Just yeah. everything he did, he did extremely, extremely well and made new people like the game, and you can't get better than that. Great words, boys. All three good words. 
And we got another message from listener Ken in Mississauga about basketball. Kyrie Irving and Clay Thompson are both set to return to the NBA. Ken wants to know which player will have more of an impact. I'll go with Clay Thompson because that team is already good and he's just going to make that team better and he's not a complete gas bag. So <laughs> I'll take I'll take Clay Thompson for on and off the court. Well, I can't go with the gas bag. <laughs> You really can. I mean, you can if you want. It's easy for me. Clay can play every game. Kyrie can only play road games. So, yeah. so which game? Which player is going to have more of an impact? Clay Thompson for me. Yeah, same answer for me, Clay Thompson. You're right. If you can only play half the games, <laughs> unless you're going to score, unless he goes, unless he goes out and scores eighty points a game <laughs> on the road every game. <laughs> To make up for the difference, then we're then I'll take and I'll take Kyrie. Kyrie Irving takes every shot in a road game since yeah. he has home games off. <laughs> the Washington Wizards, one hundred and one. Kyrie Irving, one hundred and two. Good night, everybody. You're gonna play forty four minutes a game. We'll let you get a drink of water every once in a while, and that's it. Oh man! Hey, why doesn't the Washington football team bring back the Washington? Washington Bullets. Is that uh, that name still too, uh, too <laughs> sensitive? <laughs> Why not the Washington Generals? <laughs> and back by popular demand, pump it or dump it. And we have a request all the way from Red Deer, Alberta. Teresa wants to know what we think of this song. Guys like me, like girls that look like you. The song is You Girl by Walker Hayes, the same guy who brought us Fancy Like. So, fellas, pump it or dump it. Teresa was at one of them weddings. She was at one of them weddings uh, in Red Deer, eh? <laughs> Thanks, Teresa, <laughs> for wrecking the world junior. <laughs> Giving it, it to you. <laughs> we don't blame the double IHF. We blame <laughs> Teresa. <laughs> Put on a damn mask, Teresa. And if they were listening to this song, it's no wonder they weren't wearing masks. This is the worst song ever. This is a bad song. Oh, he's terrible. The, the, the masks are fine, but if you're going to go to a Walker Hayes concert, you better bring me some friggin' earplugs because I, <laughs> I can't take this stuff. I'm putting a 2022 ban on Walker Hayes on the For Future Considerations podcast right now. Right now, no more Walker Hayes ever. This ever. guy could come out with his own rendition of Amazing Grace, and it would still be one of the worst songs I've ever heard. We just need him to do a Christmas song so we can do it. <laughs> his next song is going to be about Kool-Aid jammers and beef jerky, and it's going to go to number one, too. As if we don't have to question society enough right now that this song gets played on the radio is beyond me. Teresa's bumping up against somebody at the at a World Junior after party in Red Deer. If you're Walker Hayes, aren't you coming up with lyrics for a song that just 
try to name other restaurants since that other song was popular because you talked about Applebee's. Like, what about your next song be about KFC? Or <laughs> I can write a song like that. Taco Bell. <laughs> that goes that goes with the song that you wrote, Manny, right? In and out? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, that was a top five song of all time. <laughs> that was about burgers, right? No. no. <laughs> you haven't had the In and Out burger? No, of course you wouldn't have. <laughs> Uh, and that puts an end to another rapid fire debate. Please, oh, yeah, this was rapid fire. <laughs> I tried. I tried to do it. I tried to do it right at the beginning here with the Chargers thing. Chargers. Chargers. Next question. Chargers. We have another show coming up later this week, so stay tuned for the OT as we will share our top sports stories of 2021. Yes, if you missed our previous episodes, go back and take a listen. We haven't heard from Rob to see where he is. Rob was listening to six episodes a day at least uh, right. leading up to the holidays, so I don't know if he's caught yeah. up. Also, uh, before we uh, uh, before we, we sign off here, I want to say hi to Curtis, who was our good friend that we uh, chatted with, or we didn't chat with him, but we got involved with him from RacingDudes.com. Right. Uh, I was just catching up with him over the holidays as well. He's subscribed, so now we've got two guys, which is great. And uh, so he says he's going to start burning through some of those because he wants to listen to some hockey. So a big shout out to him. Can't wait to, to see a Bob Baffordless Kentucky Derby this year. Curtis, can't wait. Let's let's see it. And then if you are joining us just now, we've got some unbelievable guests that we've had over the last year. Our, the PR guy that works here is about as, as good as anybody you're going to find in the country. We've had Mike Futa, Bob Elliott, Kyle Hope, Jaden Lindo, Will Cooley, Andrew Parrott, Wyatt Johnston, and, and many, many more throughout the last year and can't wait to do it again this year and if you're also new you can also be part of the debate send us your questions comments topic suggestions email us at four future considerations at gmail.com and make sure you follow us on social media as well on well some of it instagram podcast fc on <laughs> facebook for future considerations we will get twitter back up and running they're just jealous but once we do that, we'll finish off the the movie, uh, the, the best sports movies as well, because I get emails all the time and texts. Of, uh, Adam Hooper is just losing his mind on a regular basis. The only reason he has Twitter now is because he wants to go on and finish this damn bracket. So we're gonna yeah. we're gonna do he's, it at some point. So we're we're gonna get. He's it not the out. only one. We're back and forth with Twitter trying to get our account back up and running, so stay tuned for that. We want to thank our sponsors, London Awnings, Quality That Shows, and Shane Topolovic of Next Level Athletics in Windsor, where he's hosting outdoor camps uh, yes, to start the year. I was just going to pull that up. I was, uh, I was just yeah. thinking about it, yeah. So if you're in the Windsor area, that's Windsor, Ontario, not in England, you may be able to go <laughs> over there and do something too, but he's doing outdoor <laughs> lockdown boot camps. Thursdays, uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays, um, 4.15 p.m. is when it gets started. Uh, or maybe it's just Thursdays. Oh, hell, I should have read this. I, I think it is just Thursdays, but is look for Thursdays? Next Level Athletics on social media, uh, and you can learn more about Shane and his workouts that are taking place. Yes, join him there. So he's, uh, again, just like Shane, right? All you need to succeed is a positive attitude. So bring that with Shane and he'll make you miserable for half an hour after he trains you into better shape. And he's shaved, so give him some gears about his lack of beard. 
Yeah, he shaved the beard off and everything too. He had to to get down to his fighting weight, so he yes. lost that. Lots, lots, of, lots of things have happened over the last couple of weeks, boys. It's good to see you guys again. Great to see you, and stay tuned for the OT later this week on for future considerations. Bye for now. That was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. In my opinion, that sucked. Their mentality's awful. Their attitude's awful. It's been their mo for the last three years. Tonight I saw and heard one of the most disgusting, rudest, sick demonstrations in my entire career. Probably the worst. It's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. You're still here? It's over. Go home.